all human thought, all sciences, all religions, the whole direction to the forest. Someday, are we piecing together dissociated knowledge when we have such terrifying vistas of reality and of our final social rights that they could climb our world from isolation and flee? But when the stars were wronged, they could not safety. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing Session 1 of Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Let me introduce our players. Uh, how are we all feeling today and who are you playing, uh, starting with Hal? Hey, I'm very excited to get stuck into this campaign. I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart. Amazing. Uh, Seb, how are you today? I'm pumped, man. Um, this is the first time I've played Call of Cthulhu in a little while, so uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to be sinking my teeth in and hopefully not dying, but if I do, you know, we take those. Uh, I will be playing Jian Yu, also known as Michael Lee. Excellent. Brayden, how are you doing? How are you doing? I am on a solid caffeine high and I'm raring to go. I'm playing Sofian Bazaz Wine. And uh, last but not least, Noxicals. Tell us what's up. Uh, the sky? I'm doing well. And I'm playing... (laughs) (laughs) Those dad jokes. And I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin. And I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I'm filled with anticipation for this campaign. Um, so where are we? What's happening? Well... It is September 20th, 1923, and we are all in Peking, China. How? Give us a little bit of information about China and Peking that will help our listeners become really immersed in our setting. All right, buckle up, everybody. Quick info dump here, a little handout I like to call What Your Investigator Already Knows About China and Peking. China has been racked with conflict throughout the 20th century. First, there was the Boxer Rebellion in Peking in 1900, when a peasant militia besieged the city's foreign legation quarter. Then in 1912, the Qing dynasty collapsed and the country became a republic. Currently, the Beiyang government nominally rules China, but it is the warlords who hold the real power. Though those in the north officially support the Beiyang government, the warlords there are seemingly a law unto themselves, and those in the south support the Kuomintang, formerly an outlawed political secret society. Peking, the former imperial capital and the new home to the Beiyang regime, has been open to the western powers since 1860, but unlike the treaty ports of Shanghai, Canton, Ningpo, Fuchu, and Amoy, Foreign trade is tightly restricted within the city. Most non-Chinese residents live within the heavily fortified legation quarter, and travelling outside the major cities into the countryside can be dangerous thanks to the political situation, and banditry is common. 
The culprits are frequently soldiers of a regional militia, meaning there is often little redress for victims. Thank you so much. So, uh, yes. Peking in the early 1920s is a melting pot of political machinations, racial and religious tension, and personal ambition. It has a thriving expatriate community and is the new capital of a country still revealing its secrets to the West. Many have built their reputations, not to mention their fortunes, by plundering China's historic sites in the name of preservation and research. More adventurous tourists make their way to the city to gaze in wonder at the ruins of the once mighty empire. Friends, you have all received an invitation to attend a lecture given this evening by Sofian Bazaar's Wine at Peking University on behalf of the China Lecture Association. The invitations are printed on good quality cardstock. Noxicals, uh, give us a read of what you have received, starting with the invitation and following with uh, Professor Wang's letter attached to it. Okay, so the invitation uh, says it's from the China Lecture Association, and they cordially invite us to A Long Road to Travel, from Srinagar to Xi'an, in the Footsteps of My Forebears, a presentation by Mr. Sofian Bazaz Wine, photojournalist. Thursday, 20th of September 1923, in Examination Hall 5, uh, 7.30pm for an 8pm start. Uh, and it says formal dress is not required, although there will be a cocktail reception in the foyer, before and after the presentation. RSVP! Uh, and uh, that lovely invitation came with a little personal note from Professor Wang, uh, the director of the American School of Archaeology at Yanqing. And it says, my dear friend, I would be honoured if you would join me for what should prove to be a most enlightening evening. Yours in eternal gratitude. Amazing. Thank you. It is Thursday afternoon, as I said. You're all preparing to go to the lecture and uh, you find yourselves uh, either uh, pre-planned or by coincidence uh, at the same restaurant near the legation quarter. Um, Remind me, uh, I believe Janu Michael Lee, as well as Dr. Eudora Lockhart, are staying in the legation quarter, and Sophia and as well as Timor are both staying at a university. Is that is that correct? Well, Eudora lives in the legation quarter. She's got an apartment with her husband. Um, where's Michael Lee? At? Uh, Michael is staying at the Hotel de Baron Lee which I believe is opposite the legation quarter, so very, very close. Yeah, in fact, it is uh, within the legation quarter. Oh, and it is highly guarded and a very fancy hotel, so mm -hmm. great work. So, so Timur uh, works at uh, Yanqing University with Dr. Lockhart. So I believe the lecture is actually at Peking University, which isn't quite the same place, but I imagine he will have travelled in for something to eat with, uh, with Dr. Lockhart. Yeah, we know each other already, so I imagine... Because you're, um... If, if I remember your backstory correctly, you started off as a janitor at the university, and now you're... Is that right? That's right, yeah. And uh, now I'm, I'm doing sort of teaching assistant work with you in some of your, some of your lectures because of my knowledge of art history. 
I like to think it was a goodwill hunting type situation. Like I caught you scribbling incredibly complicated archaeology equations on the blackboards <laughs> after hours when you were supposed to be mopping. <laughs> and I was like, you're a prodigy. You can't, you know, you can't squander these skills. And so now, uh, yeah, I guess we, 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 we clock in a full day of, of academizing and then, uh, yeah, get a, get a bite afterwards, right? That sounds good to me. I'm going to go work out what these uh, archaeology equations entail. <laughs> <laughs> you will all find yourselves at the fashionable restaurant Quan Jude, which is only a short walk from the legation quarter. Please tell me how you find yourselves there. I know that Timor and Dr. Eudora Lockhart uh, have arranged to have a lovely meal before the lecture. Uh, perhaps... They already know Chan Yu, Michael Lee, and have invited him or not. And uh, Sofian, uh, yes, tell us more about what what brings you to the restaurant. Sofian has ectomomania, which is the compulsion to wander or explore. So the likelihood of him sort of going out before he starts his lecture and just looking for something to eat but then ending up in like a little bit of an adventure, sort of going from street to street and ending up probably around an hour away from the uh, university would be uh, quite likely, I think. Nice. He can't be stopped. <laughs> uh, I think on, uh, on Michael's end, he's generally very gregarious, so I think that it's likely, even if we hadn't met beforehand, if happenstance had it that... Uh, the others had had sat down at tables adjacent to his and looked interesting, he would have uh, sparked up conversation. Uh, and I expect been fascinated by all of the characters present. Um, <laughs> interesting as he is in uh, all things anthropology, archaeology, and uh, people. Excellent. Okay, so on your way to the fancy restaurant... Uh, you leave your individual hotels and residences to head out for a lovely meal and perhaps a few cocktails with your friends and colleagues or independently, uh, the more exploratory ones of you. As soon as you enter the busy streets, Peking catches your full attention as always. A city of great decaying splendor, pungent odors and exotic street life whose residents range from the wealthy elite to the desperate poor. Enticing and unusual smells from the food stalls mingle with a stench of manure and the bodily odors of thousands of people who crowd the streets. Incense wafts from the numerous temples and churches, and the chanting and prayers of the priests and worshippers mingle with the clatter of the rickshaws and the carts that pass by. Soldiers march about the city, and you think you notice the ending of a public execution taking place nearby. Stunning imperial buildings with their gilded roofs tower over the modest Shuo Yuan. Thankfully, their heat waves and heavy rains have ended since mid-September. The skies are clear and the temperature cool. You'll arrive at the fashionable restaurant, Guangzhou, which is only a short walk from the legation quarter, at around 5.30pm, with plenty of time to eat and travel to the university. The restaurant has long tables that can accommodate uh, many different parties, uh, groups of people eating. And I'd say that Timo and Eudora, you uh, get a seat together 
and by happenstance, Janu is uh, sitting next to you. Uh, and Sofian maybe is a few seats further away. Maybe uh, take this opportunity to kind of describe what your characters look like and find a way to bring you closer to each other, starting with how. All right, so Eudora Lockhart is an English-born half-Italian lady of 40 years. Um, so olive skin, almond eyes, she's got an appearance of 70, uh, so pretty easy on the eyes. Um, she's most comfortable in uh, sort of adventuring archaeology sort of field wear, but she wears something quite sensible. Um, she, she subscribes to the dress code when she's teaching. So I picture her in a fairly steampunkish outfit, I suppose. One of those like, you know, what I, like a light steampunk, like a, like a brown skirt and then a white blouse and maybe like one of those kind of like waistcoat vesty things and, you know, a pair of goggles and a top hat and just kind of watch <laughs> change all over the place. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, the thing great. I particularly love about whoever made this pre-gen is that they put exactly zero points in any social skill. So <laughs> she's a wizard archaeology, knows all the history, whatever, but a little all over the place socially. And I picture her as quite sort of loud and just out there. So I don't think it would be at all difficult for Michael or Sofiane to overhear us infusing about you know, history nerd stuff, the lecture we're going to be going to, etc. And of course, you probably have already heard or uh, have even seen Sophian in the past. He's probably on the front cover of Archaeology Weekly. Yeah, very likely. <laughs> He's a photojournalist. Can we roll spot hidden to see if we identify him? Sophian's taking selfies. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a huge Victorian camera set up on a tripod. <laughs> He's alternately like climbing under that black uh, cape thing so that he can adjust the angles and then getting out and coming and sitting in front of it for three minutes at a time and then going back in to check the plate. Holding Amazing. a duck face the entire time. <laughs> muscular lips. I say, Timur, who is that man over there with the muscular lips? Does he look familiar? I could have sworn I'd seen him before. I don't know, but those lips make him look very attractive. I simply must know more. You there, sir. Excellent. I think this is a good opportunity for Timur to describe his character a bit. Sure. And, uh, yes. Okay, so Timur is um, a very tall guy, uh, size of 70 in Call of Cthulhu terms. Uh, he's sort of strong and athletic looking, um, but he holds himself a little bit uh, sort of hunched, like trying to hide his size a little bit. He stands out a little um, because of his height. He's wearing the closest thing to formal dress that he owns. Uh, so he's wearing a sort of a clean but perhaps slightly threadbare uh, black suit jacket uh, and uh, a white shirt. Uh, and he's he's only 26, but he looks a bit older than that. There's a sort of a, a slightly haunted look about his eyes. His sandy hair is sort of thinning a little bit on top. Um, and he's got the sort of lines on his face of somebody who's had a, a bit of a, a bit of a tough life. Um, he's going to be, I imagine, a little more quiet and reserved than uh, Dr. Lockhart, but he obviously enjoys her company. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, would you like to try and spot 
<laughs> Mr. Duckface over there. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> Let's roll some uh, dice. Yeah, that's a great idea. As a keeper, I fear that you will both fail spot hidden and then never meet each other. But uh, I say we take a plunge here and uh, let fate decide. Oh, fear like not. It. That's a hard success from me. Oh, perfect. Heck yeah, I got an 88, so I am too busy raving <laughs> about the soup in this place <laughs> and how I tried to get my husband Charles to come to this lecture, but oh, he has work and he... Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Timor, don't forget to take Spot Hidden on Ooh. your character sheet yeah. for improvement checks later on. And uh, how do you react uh, seeing Sofian? Uh, uh, he's at a, a separate table. Uh, none of you have received any food yet. You literally just sat down a couple of minutes before. Uh, in fact, Sofian, why don't you give us a little description of yourself and what Timor will be seeing as he notices you? Sure. Uh, Sofian is tall and well-built. Um, he's dressed in a fine suit, uh, wearing a pair of glasses, and he has a thick moustache. His hair is uh, parted quite well, and he, he's looking very handsome. Although he's you know average-looking, he kind of carries himself in a way that's rather charming, let's just say. He's probably, like, smiling at the people walking past him and trying to make polite conversation. Um, he doesn't have any... Mandarin or uh, any language that would assist him in this situation, but he's trying to speak English to some of the people. Nice. And that is what you see, Timor. I'll get to you in a moment, Janu. Uh, I wanna. I want to see what happens when uh, Timor uh, proclaims that he's seen the speaker of tonight's proclaims like, through a <laughs> megaphone. Mm. <laughs> he points a foam finger in accusation. Because <laughs> go over have and your ask attention, for a selfie. Please. <laughs> of both hold duck faces for the next three minutes. I'll keep it my chest. Like a duck face competition, whoever gets to hold the face longer wins. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. I imagine what Timor will actually do is uh, knowing what Doctor Lockhart is like, he'll he'll let her sort of get to the end of a sentence, <laughs> and as she's drawing breath before she starts another one, uh, he'll uh, he'll interject at that point and say, uh, uh, "I'm terribly sorry, Doctor Lockhart, but uh, that man uh, at the table on his own is is that the person who we're going to see?" What? Uh, which one? Uh, this, this, that one. Yes, the man with the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and the muscular lips. Goodness, Gina, I think you could be right. Yes, I saw his uh, his picture in that famous periodical I'm always reading. Oh, should we uh, invite him to join us? Gosh, do you think it'll be a little? Fi- well, yes, we should. Why not? He's here by himself. A stranger in a strange land. Absolutely. We go to it. Okay. And I, I guess I get Timor is not a shouting across the restaurant kind of guy, so he will get up <laughs> and walk over to uh, to Sofian's table and uh, uh, sort of gently pat him on the shoulder and uh, and say, uh, "Mr. Bazaz wine." Sofian will turn around and smile from ear to ear. Uh, the wrinkles, crow's feet next to his eyes, kind of uh, show you his age, and he'll sort of look up to you and tilt his head for a second and say. Uh, Yes, uh, that is my name. Hold out my hand for a handshake, and I'll say, uh, I am uh, Timur uh, Stepanovich Ripin. My colleague and I are going to be attending your lecture in uh, a few hours. Uh, Would you care to join us for something to eat? 
Oh, uh, company, of course, yes. That would be lovely. Uh, thank you. Uh, I haven't ordered yet. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, Neither have we. <laughs> oh. He'll uh, stand up and shake your hand and smile. I, it, it was strange hearing my name uh, <laughs> set out in such a place. Uh, we have, I'm mimicking the Russian accent, damn it. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to be subtle with it. <laughs> it was uh, very strange hearing my name read out or spoken out in such a place. Uh, I didn't expect to see familiar faces around here. I think I've seen this lady that you are sitting with before. This is yeah. Eudora Lockhart, is it not? Doctor. It is, yes. Please, uh, Dr. Lockhart would be glad to introduce herself, I'm sure. (laughs) I can't tell, you guys are talking about me, so I can't tell whether you've approached or not. (laughs) I assume you're just standing directly opposite, pointing, like, I think I've seen this woman before. (laughs) 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 We we walk the one foot. I, t- I rotate towards you without moving my feet like an NPC when you just press A. <laughs> and I open my conversation tree. So um, and Janu, uh, you've been hearing all this this whole time. And you know that these people that are sitting right next to you are going to the same lecture you're going to. And in fact, one of them may be the speaker himself. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Uh, how your character presents and what you look like, and then what he would do in this occasion. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Chan Yu is uh, a pretty tall, um, obviously Chinese man. Um, he wears his uh, his straight black hair in a, in a traditional plait, uh, which probably looks a little old-fashioned to uh, to a lot of the people around. Uh, as will his dress, um, being as he is a, a missionary. Uh, he'll be wearing fairly traditional, um, so a, a clean uh, off-white robe uh, with a with a Chinese-style waistcoat over it. Um, and he'll be uh, eating. Um, it's evening, so um, probably some kind of uh, simple rice dish uh, and drinking some uh, some green tea and, and watching this all unfold before him. Uh, and we'll, we'll, upon recognizing. Uh, Mr. Bazaar's wine uh, get very excited and uh, and sort of lean over. I'm envisioning him as being quite close on one of these tables to uh, to Dr. Lockhart. Uh, oh, you're basically sitting next to them. Yes, uh, perfect. Uh, he'll just lean in and say, uh, "Excuse me, did I hear correctly that you are uh, also going to be attending the?" Lecture. Uh, Why, yes. It's like a little pre-show reunion. You're, you're going uh, as well. I, I'm Dr. Doran Lockhart. Hello. Ah, uh, Michael Lee. Uh, I imagine that uh, Sofian and Timor are just now, having finished walking their three-foot <laughs> distance. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, shake uh, Michael's hand. Nice to meet you, please. Sir. An honour to meet you, uh, Sofian. And uh, your companion and, and we'll hold out a hand to Timur as well. I'm here with uh, Dr. Lockhart. Uh, pleased to meet you. What, what, what can I get for you, uh, uh, sirs, lady? Uh, she says in Chinese and then again in broken English after seeing uh, 
uh, Sylphian's face. Um, <laughs> uh, am I right to assume that uh, Janu has already received food earlier? Uh, yeah, he's probably eating like a like a starter. Uh, I suspect he's the type of person who would order like another round <laughs> if other people were going to though. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, what can I get for My you? My husband raves about the soup in this place, so just a little personal recommendation. Uh, I'm going to have the soup also. Oh, <laughs> she, okay. she turns to the waitress who she realises is waiting. Would that be the chicken soup? The vegetable soup? The mushroom and chicken soup? The pork soup? The lamb soup? Goodness, they all sound so delicious. Soup. Tell me more. What <laughs> other soups do you have? <laughs> I'll, I'll take the chicken and mushroom, please. Oh, perfect. Very well. Uh, 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 everyone else? Well, Timor's a big lad. I don't think he's going to be happy with a bowl of soup. So uh, <laughs> I think I think Timor will be wanting uh, maybe a selection of uh, a selection of dumplings. Uh, <laughs> get a bit of variety into his meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a selection. Oh, so one of one of every dumpling. Well, probably um, not every dumpling, <laughs> but uh, you know, like a like All a, a mixed dozen. You heard the man. One of everything on the menu and make it snappy. Very well, very well. And she kind of notes down for a while, and then looks up at Sophia and says again in English, "Order uh, food, drink." <laughs> not being too confident that their meat has been prepared in the correct way for his faith, he's going to go with a vegetarian option and say, um, I've heard good things about the Lohan Jai here. Can I have a serving of that, please? Uh, yes. Lohan Jai. And write it down. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, you, sir. And she has. Janu, anything else? Uh, is your is your food satisfactory? Ah, yes, very. Thank you. Uh, may I please order also a plate of uh, horfan? Oh, of course. Shishi. Ah, she bows a few times and then heads away, and uh, leaving you some some time for small talk. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk talk for days, but I don't want to monopolize. (laughs) Everyone, please describe the foods you've ordered in detail and what you expect for them to be like. (laughs) They haven't arrived, we're just describing what we expect them to be like. Well, I expect my soup to contain chicken, and if I'm lucky, mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see... uh, Sophian has given us a picture, but however, our listeners can't see it, so uh, yes. give us a little oh, description of uh, what you ordered. So, Lohan Jai, or Buddha's Delight, is like a Chinese or uh, a common Chinese or Buddhist cuisine, apparently. And um, it's made with sort of common vegetables and maybe some tofu noodles and things like that. Excellent. Jan Yu? Uh, Ho Fan is my favourite thing. It is uh, very like flat white rice noodles, um, normally co- uh, like fried uh, with uh, beef, uh, onion, green pepper, maybe some other stuff in there as well. Um, lots of like soy and uh, probably some chili oil. It's great. It's really good. 
Excellent. Timur, um, tell us what dumplings look like. <laughs> oh yeah, Timur, tell us what flavors you expect and to take them all individually, I expect Yeah, 12 I'm going to describe guesses. all 12 dumplings and every individual <laughs> filling. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm imagining a sort of plate of the, the sort of dumplings that are designed to be sort of put in the center of the table and shared round sort of family style. Um, you know, pork and Chinese chive and, you know, sort of various different fillings. Um, but uh, Timor has no intention of sharing them at all. He's, he's going to just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. So uh, as you're chatting away, um, you realize that food is taking uh, a little bit longer than you expected. You can see where the kitchen is from where you're sat and... It sounds busy and it smells busy, but uh, your server hasn't appeared for at least 20 minutes now. But Dr. Lockhart doesn't even notice. She has embarked <laughs> on, a, on a monologue of how pasta was actually brought back to Italy from China. Did you know that? It was actually Marco Polo's famous voyage along the Silk Road. Uh, the, the creation of noodles, the recipe, was a closely guarded secret, you know, passed down sort of father to son, that sort of thing. But they actually, they smuggled some away and sort of reverse engineered it. And that's where spaghetti comes from. People think the Italians invented pasta, but, you know, they really didn't. It comes from right here. Isn't that exciting? I'm, uh, I'm very sorry to interrupt you, Dr. Lockhart, but uh, do we need to be concerned about the time? The time? As, oh. what a, goodness, yes! Oh. We don't want to make Mr. Besides Wine cage for his own lecture. Where is that food? Yes, so we should probably get on top of this. Uh, I definitely don't want to be leaving anyone waiting. Uh, waiter, waitress. A waiter sees you, flag him down, and he nods at you as in, he will be there very soon, but uh, he's busy serving another table at the moment. I'm sure we'll be fine. It it can't be that much longer, surely. I certainly hope not. I've only been here a couple of times. As I say, it's one of Charles's favourites, and uh, they've always well, the food has always been worth the wait in the past. That's all I'm going to say. I, I do hope so. <laughs> I do hope that's all you're going to say. <laughs> Down. The uh, server kind of looks at you when he's down with the table and then heads back inside the kitchen before the woman who took your orders returns and says, uh, uh, very sorry for the wait, uh, kitchen is unusually busy, uh, you, the food will be with you in, in, in the next few minutes. Alright, well, we heard the lady. Uh, it's probably your dumplings, Timur, holding everything up. I doubt that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is a great moment for everyone to roll me your fresh and brand new luck scores. Ooh, exciting. So everyone roll me luck. Alright, let's go. Aww. What do we got? Uh, it's a bare pass from me. Just made it. Mm -hmm. Fail for Dr. Lockhart. Fail for Sofian. So we have everyone failed. Besides... I told you it wasn't the dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was no fumble. So that's something to be Always. grateful for. 
Excellent. So, uh, after a few minutes, uh, your dumpling, your dumplings arrive. Uh, they smell and look delicious. There's uh, one of each flavor. The waiter has had only been able to carry the large platter, so they will be <laughs> returning back to the kitchen to bring everything else. So you get a bit of a of a head start with eating them as well. Uh, everyone else, uh, the scent penetrates your nostrils and you feel suddenly very jealous, feeling your stomachs gurgle a little bit. Uh, Yu, uh less so, because you've already had your starter, so you're, you're feeling patient. Mm. Um. <laughs> if a few minutes pass and nobody else's food has turned up, I will sort of grudgingly sort of say, uh, if anyone would care to sample, you're welcome to take one. <laughs> ah. Oh, no, I couldn't put... Well, maybe just one. <laughs> yes, the foods arrive. The waiter first places uh, Janu's food in front of him, and then Sophie's food, and then tries to maneuver around behind Dr. Lockhart, balancing the soup on her precariously <laughs> held. Can't be that tray. hard. Literally her job. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, this time. The place is unusually busy, mm. and the waitress seems very stressed, as if there was you know, some difficulties going on in the kitchen. Perhaps overworked, uh, hasn't slept well enough, and she suddenly feels a wobble as one of the patrons nearby flails the arm and slightly nudges the tray while she's holding a bowl of soup right over Dr. Eudora's no. lap. Can I roll to dodge soup? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. Roll me dodge. I'm doing it. Fight back, fight uh, back. I should have done, but no, no, that's an 89, so my dodge can't possibly be that good. No, oh. 45. Yeah. Uh, I'll spend all my luck. No. <laughs> Actually, even if I did, it still wouldn't do it. I am thoroughly in suit. I'll just make a note of that on my character sheet. Uh, yeah, a bunch of hot soup water falls right on your left knee. Thankfully, it doesn't go any further up your legs. So it's just the knee that's been... (laughs) Does that count as a major wound in Call of Cthulhu? (laughs) Scalded knee. No, I'd say uh, maybe... um... No, I'd I'd say that because of the delays, it's been kind of uh, waiting and sitting for the rest of the food <laughs> and it's actually quite cold as well which would be something that mm. you would complain normally about but now that it's on you it's you feel surprisingly thankful <laughs> all the unnecessary chains and cogs on my steampunk skirt actually carry the heat through <laughs> to my skin much more <laughs> I used to be an investigator like you until I took the soup in the knee <laughs> Uh, the waitress lets out a yelp and then starts apologizing in Chinese, uh, grabs the soup bowl and starts running to fetch towels and wipe the floor near you while you're just kind of staring in horror at the soup that has been wasted Real on sensei. your knee. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Everyone else, you've seen this, Terra. <laughs> even even before you go 
got a chance to put a bit of food in your mouth besides Timor. Timor has finished half the dumplings already. Nom, nom, um, nom. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see this happen, and why do you do I yelp and leap up, and then sit back down because it's like a long bench and... You know, like, my knees hit the table as I stand up, and then I sit back down and start rubbing my knees and <laughs> look around for napkins to... And then the mm. waitress is apologizing furiously in Chinese, so I try and tell her it's okay, and it's all... It's, it's a lot, you guys. Mm -hmm. Sofian will pull out his pocket square and hand it over. Ah, what a gentleman. <laughs> I dab delicately. <laughs> 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 For those who aren't in the room with us, Fedra just dabs. <laughs> Possibly you could guess. Yes. <laughs> but did she dab delicately? Uh, I would say yeah, so, yeah, although she was grinning significantly. I she knows how funny she is. I see now. Yeah, uh, the waitress returns with a bunch of towels. Cleans the floor up, so it's still sticky, but not slippery. Uh, and then says, I'm so sorry, uh, we'll bring another soup on the house. Very oh, sorry. Gosh. Is it? Is there more already ready? I don't, I don't want to hold everyone up. It will up. only be a few minutes. Uh, I, will, I will get you another soup. Very sorry, please. Very sorry. All right. I guess we're on soup time now. Sorry, guys. Are you all right, Dr. Lockhart? Uh, yes, yes, I just... You know, these things do happen. It's a dark skirt, luckily, so <laughs> I don't think it'll stain too badly, but, oh, goodness. What a, what a start to the evening. The lights will be off in the theatre, regardless, so worry not. That's true. That's a mercy. I hope I don't meet anyone too important. I mean, I, I hope all the important <laughs> people are there to listen to your talk. Obviously, just, you know what I mean. And she's going to look around for... I don't, I don't eat enough um, Chinese food. Is that the equivalent of, like, a bread basket or, like... Are there, are there nibbles on the table? Um, Usually. She reaches for a bottle of soy sauce. The most likely thing would be uh, harpeen, uh, like prawn crackers. Um, oh, there we go. Is this smash someone you need? <laughs> no, no, she starts eating them, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, not, she's not applying a dressing made out of prawn crackers. <laughs> you thought it was a bread basket for its absorbent properties. I thought you were going to put bread on your knees. I was just going to enjoy this I soup, but well. I caught some in my skirt, so just dip, dip. Little known first Num. aid tip. If, uh, if somebody gets scalded, <laughs> just cover them in pork crackers. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, when you try your food, Janu uh, and Sophian, you find that, Sophian, your food has been, for some reason, covered in hot sauce <laughs> like it's so spicy you can barely like you're crying as you're eating it you didn't expect hot sauce i don't know if you did um in your food but it's excessive as if someone kind of dropped the bottle on it and then was like ah no time and then just mixed around and janyu uh, a similar thing has happened to your food but with salt this time so every time you take a bite, you feel your mouth dehydrating and your tongue shrinking. <laughs> this restaurant is the big bad of this campaign, clearly. We need to defeat the head chef. <laughs> These atrocities must be stopped. Meanwhile, Timor says, oh, the dumplings are really quite excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Not having his pocket square, he would uh, 
be confused how to wipe away the sweat dripping down his forehead. Doctor Lockhart offers you her pocket will will produce a, 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 a handkerchief, um, a, a clean one, obviously, and, and offer it up to to Sophia. Uh, to replace the, Thank the missing you. one. Thank you kindly. Is uh, Janu pretending he's not oversalted? Is anyone uh, motioning, uh, like make, making gestures at the waiter to replace their dishes? Or, uh, I don't <laughs> or are you just going to suck it up and eat? <laughs> yeah. I think Janu would be too polite. He would just drink more tea. Okay, bladder filling up fat. <laughs> just, just make a note here. <laughs> yeah. Bladder stat increasing. <laughs> yeah. Roll for blood. <laughs> <laughs> it actually takes longer than you expected for the soup to come back. Tap, tapping feet, crossing arms, tapping feet in the sticky patch left by the soup. Foot gets stuck. That only increases the frustration. Uh, it's going to be a very poor Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it is in fact at this point like maybe 20 past 6 when your soup arrives and you know that you're supposed to be at the lecture at 7.30. Now, have you all decided how you're traveling from where you are to the university? Uh, some options are rickshaws, the tram, or if you own or rent a car, you can drive there. Well, I'd be quite happy to drive you all, um, but of course we'd have to walk back to my apartment to fetch the car, and that's back the other way, and I, I don't think that we're going to have time. What temperature is the soup, by the way? Did it arrive cold, or is it scalding hot this time? The soup is scalding hot this time. You can barely <laughs> <laughs> put a spoonful in your mouth without blowing it I dumped a time. double handful of prawn crackers in there to soak up some of the heat and I just <laughs> took they shower expand down. fast and the soup spills everywhere. <laughs> Wait, do you soup? <laughs> well, at least this is not the one that was spilt on you. We should be grateful for small mercies. You're absolutely right, Mr. Lee. Absolutely right. Very important to, to, to be thankful. Um, and you know what? I'm thankful for this delicious soup and for the fact that we are absolutely going to make it to this lecture on time. We just need to figure out... Um, what do you... Goodness, I, I know I'm a local. I've lived here a couple of years at this point, but do we, do we think the, the, the tram is a, is a better proposition than the... Uh, than, well, I suppose we could all pile into rickshaws, but that's a little... I don't know. The trams are normally reliable and relatively fast. Yes. Uh, although I know some of the people who run rickshaws around here, uh, I'm sure they could take us on shortcuts if we needed to. Ah. I dare say they could use the business. I, but uh, Mr. Bezos, why? And you're the you're the guest of honor. You're the one who really has to make it there on time. What do you think? I mean, I'm not a local here. I haven't been here very long, so I will defer to whatever you decide upon. Please get me there on time. <laughs> and he'll giggle behind his moustache, <laughs> nervously. <laughs> As there are a few of us, maybe the tram would be better. I'm a little disappointed we're not going to be making rickshaw drivers uh, race, but that's more of a player <laughs> consideration. I'm sure Dr. Lockhart doesn't think that way, so... Alright, well, I'll, I'll happily bail on the remainder of my soup if that's what it takes to get uh, Sofiane out the door in time. 
You're very hungry. This prawn crackers are mostly okay. air. Okay, yeah, you know, I gotta finish mm. this. Or I you can ask spooning. for a doggy bags, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask for a plastic bag filled with soup, and then you can kind of like squeeze the end of the bag into your mouth. Kind like of like fruit. you're breathing into a paper bag, but you're filling your mouth with soup. Oh, like a fruit. <laughs> yeah. You know those tube yogurts? Rip the egg off, suck it down. I don't know if anyone has those outside of the UK. Maybe you don't know what those are, Braden. I don't know. I have no idea. I had a friend at uni who lived off of Froobs for a while. It's like a... It is a... It's like a... Yeah. It's like a picture of a ketchup packet, but a really long one, and it's full of flavoured yoghurt. Uh, okay. You just tear the end off and just suck it down. So that, but chicken soup. It sounded like a... Uh... A kind of like D and D fairy or something, and I got very <laughs> <Fruit> concerned. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Okay. Here's what I do. Uh, Eudora picks up her bowl, still containing soup, makes ferocious eye contact with the nearest waiter, and then just like stands up with the bowl and starts heading to the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this. <laughs> <laughs> stealing the ball. No, I'm not. Sorry, that's going to start an idiotic madcap sequence where we get chased by waiters. Uh, I will eat as much of the soup as is reasonable, but I'm not going to make Sofiane late for his lecture. Okay, so uh, well, you know that the tram would usually take you around 45 minutes to reach the university, and it is 6:30, and uh, the lecture is. So that I think you're supposed to be there at 7:30. Um, so you can afford to start a bit later. So you you can kind of... All right. know, if I, you want to finish your soup, you have 10 to 15 minutes to be there for some I can 30. eat a soup in 10 to 15 minutes. No problem. All right. I, uh, as long I as shovel you know, it in. The tram is there when you're right at the station. But I'm sure Do I need to roll something to see how quick I can eat the soup? Like... What is the skill so, for soup eating? Constitution, Do you right? have art and crafts? Yeah, I think steps on to con, surely, if it's a hot soup. It's like, how much can I ignore the survival burn? Survival bracket soup. Survival. you got to survive it. you got to make sure you, you close that epiglottis over the airways. Don't want to suck it too long. What am I supposed to do if you fail this? I don't know. Uh, that's a 47, which sounds like a six. Oh my god, my con is 45. Do you want to spend luck on this? I, I don't. I wish I'd never suggested a roll. Okay. Well, mistakes have been I'm made. I'm sorry, Sofian. Well, as you eat no. your hot soup very fast, you feel a gurgling in your stomach that oh, no. starts intensifying. And while you feel very regretful to be delaying the party even more, you have to run to the bathroom. And that might take up to 20 minutes. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want to play this character anymore. I want to re-roll. Oh god, okay, I'm gonna spend the first episode of our campaign having diarrhea. <laughs> so spake the dice gods. Um, fine, I stand up from the table flushed and say, Mr. Bazaar's wine, I'm just, I'm so frightfully sorry. Do please go on um, ahead of me, I just, I must attend to something. I'll join you as soon as I possibly can. And she slams a fistful of change down on the table to pay for her soup and uh, mm -hmm. heads for the bathroom. <laughs> She does the sim walk, the one where <laughs> she's like her knees are touching, but her feet aren't. <laughs> There's a big old Stop. stain on the front of her dress. Just no, she's no. having a great time. No, no, no. Mm. Oh yeah. Sofian <laughs> has a uh, a sixty in psychology, so I assume he knows exactly what's going on immediately. Yeah, <laughs> sort of raises his eyebrows, and then turns around and faces the other two, 
and just kind of huffs a little but says, I'm sure we'll be on time. It, it's no issue. <laughs> oh, God. This is terrible. Are you, uh, are you waiting for Dr. Lockhart to return? Well, well I definitely we've got am. time, right? Like, we think it takes 45 minutes to get there, and we've got, like... Yeah, and the doors open at 7.30pm. The lecture's due to start at 8. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're fine. Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing to get. Huh. Right. That's, what, that's what I think uh, Michael would be thinking. I think what he would say would be... Uh, Mr. Bazazwine, uh, is it important for you to get there early? I mean, this is something that I've been brought to the city for, but... I mean, it can't start without me, can it? (laughs) 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 Yes, that is right. We can't be late for a lecture if we are with the lecturer. We can just have it right here. (laughs) I don't particularly want to keep Mr... Well, Professor Wang waiting, but... I'm sure you'll understand. Yes. One must never rush food. We're learning important <laughs> lessons here, friends. One must never rush food, and then a sort of ominous glance towards the bathroom. Faint, <laughs> 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 like the rumbling of thunder in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Eudora finally. Returns from the bathroom. Her hair is white. <laughs> <laughs> She's aged She's 30 years. <laughs> She's seen things. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, it is, uh, let's say, around, like, a little bit before seven. So you know you won't oh, arrive boy. exactly when the doors open, but you'll, you'll still be there before eight. Uh, and do you head to the tram station? Yes, mm-hmm. very hardly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, so, I'm frightfully sorry. These things happen, Dr. Lockhart. Let us, uh, let us go, yes? Yes, uh, absolutely, please, yes, quickly as possible. And let's just, let's not speak of this place again. I don't think I'm going to be back. I might come back you... for more dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> You start walking to the tram station. Uh, at this point, everyone, please roll me a power roll. Ooh. Power? Oh, exciting. Uh. Nope. <laughs> oh, I got 65, which is my uh, sanity and also my how. That, that passes, right? If it's yeah. on it? Yeah. Whew. I'm 55, so I'm a success. I missed Excellent. it by two. Ooh. Not you. Yeah, I missed it by 11. Two? Okay, so specifically, Janu uh, and Eudora, uh, on your way there, you can't shake the uncanny feeling that you're being watched. The crowds are large, however, and looking around, you can't really spot anyone doing so. Hmm. Well, Eudora sort of rubbernecks a little bit and looks around. Uh, Janyo, I think, is unfazed. Uh, he is a very spiritual man and believes that uh, the eyes of God are ever wandering and occasionally fall upon uh, members of his kingdom. That's fair. And everyone else thinks that 
Nidoris actually thinks a thing she thought about is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was, it was something that was scrawled on the back of the stall door. It's, it's not important. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Uh, the while well, you wait for the tram to arrive, uh, it takes a few minutes. Uh, you're all quite anxiously waiting for it, and you all manage to make it on the tram. Uh, it starts uh, making its way to the university, and then suddenly, all the lights turn off and the tram stops, and someone walks to your carriage after a few minutes and announces in Chinese that uh, we're very sorry there has been a, uh, there will be a delay in the service due to an uncharacteristic power failure uh, please remain seated for your safety oh good grief um, I'll translate what? for Mr. Daz's wine how is your Chinese knowledge? Um, a solid 25 well, if you want to translate for people, you're going to have to roll <laughs> Good point. Please give me a horrible translation. I love that. Uh, oh, I got an 86. Okay, so, like, yeah. don't move. There's a gunman on board. <laughs> Just um, shit. Janyo, you understand automatically what has been said. Timor, do you want to roll yeah. for your own yeah, interpretation? On, I'll, of I'll, I'll roll to see how, how well I pick it up. Um... Uh, that's a fail for me as well, with my 35 Okay, days. both of you are convinced that there's going to be a shooting on this, on this tram. <laughs> we start ducking and covering. Jianyu <laughs> um, uh, uh, will stand uh, and reply in, uh, in Chinese, um, may we exit the tram? Um, we're in a bit of a hurry. Uh, I'm afraid uh, all the doors are locked because of the power failure, it's not safe to open them at the moment, but we will be returning to normal service very soon, as as soon as we figure out where the fault has occurred. Ah, yes. thank you. Um, may I ask, is there a, uh, a bathroom on the tram? Um, <laughs> one of my companions is uh, unwell. <laughs> um. He says, four carriages towards... <laughs> The front, and he points. You don't interpret him oh, pointing as him no. pointing to the gunman. <laughs> so she starts wriggling in the opposite direction. He points, Stop. and his his hand is in the shape of a gun. <laughs> oh no! Small shriek. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, and and then uh, yeah, Jenny will, will, will subsequently actually translate um, <laughs> what, what has been said. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Why do they make oh, these words that's... so similar? <laughs> that is horrible news, but it is a lot better than there being a gunman on board, that's for sure. Keeper? Is it a, is it a power cut just on this tram? Or, or like, are the streets around dark as well? Is it, like, a wider, like, city power cut or something? Oh, good question. Ooh, uh, I, I'm, I'd say that, as far as you can tell, it's only the tram. Maybe one of those, uh, mm -hmm. they've got the cables above them, right? Maybe, maybe a, a too heavy bird <laughs> sat on one. That's just, that's just off the dome. Maybe it was something else. I'm not a tram expert. 
I like how you're caressing your beard as you say that. <laughs> like, mm, Not a tramp yes. expert. <laughs> but I do have amateur knowledge. <laughs> Here's an opinion Art about tramps. Trump keeping? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've just really been thrown by this whole um, this whole sequence of events. The failed translation, the rushing to the bathroom. Just, I'm a, I'm, I'm a wreck. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Mm. I got the giggles real well. bad there. Sorry. <clears throat> Sophian will uh, say, Doctor Lockhart, uh, you needn't worry about any of this. I think the extra time will do good on my tongue. I seem to have consumed a fair amount of spice during dinner. Oh. And he'll continue wiping some sweat dripping from his brow. <laughs> Good lord. They covered me in soup. They overspiced your meal. And honestly, what a what a what a cursed evening. The dumplings really were excellent. <laughs> yes, tomorrow we know about the dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> Jen you you're you're feeling very thirsty and also need the bathroom a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh. Yeah, I think um, I think I'll excuse myself uh, and and head over to the to the bathroom and see if while on the way there I can find like a I'm guessing it probably wouldn't be one on a, on a tram but like a bar to get some water. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, probably but not. But there's probably like you know in the bathroom a tap of dubious Oof, water. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> and there's also water in the toilet bowl. If it is a bowl, I'm not sure. Maybe it would be just a hole. I don't know. Did they even have toilets on 1920s Chinese trams? They had a bucket. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's a bucket. Yeah. There's a broom right. closet, you can have a pee in. Uh -huh. will say, if you can't find one, you can pee on all these prawn crackers that I stick. <laughs> they are the most absorbent substance known to man. <laughs> like the sham of the, of the 1920s. <laughs> one, one of the brooms looks like it's still kind of wet, so you could possibly just kind of... Uh, like pee on a mop, like wring it out. Wring yeah, it in your mouth it, yeah. and, mm. yeah, I see, and right. you would get hydrated. Mm. <laughs> we haven't even started with yeah. like the tentacled horrors yet, and no, I'm already losing it. sanity. This is, these are, these are yeah, the real horrors. Where is the trigger warning for this? No, I needed that. <laughs> this campaign oh, is geez. about restaurants and municipal transport. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking Frankly. of, the tram starts again. Oh, thank oh. goodness. Oh. Delightful. Good. I don't know what <laughs> 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 tram is. Yeah, well, <laughs> You're very welcome. You're the real tram uh, expert here. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm the expert of everything. Just any noises you like. A few minutes pass, you're like halfway through your journey at this point. You feel it's feeling very promising. Uh, you reckon you'll arrive at like quarter to eight, possibly, which is, you know, just enough time to say hello to everyone before the lecture. But then, there's another power failure. <sighs> this time, Eudora is in the bathroom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come well, on. everything stops. Awesome. So the lights go out, and uh, I I sit petrified in the dark. I guess you hear a man kind of on the same wagon speaking Chinese. What does he say? Do I need to roll? Well, you failed last time, so you either <laughs> fail or roll. Uh, okay. okay, I live in China. Gosh darn it. 
Um, God, that's the number of the beast. 66, I've only got a 25. No idea. You think he says something about, like, tentacles and <laughs> uh, <laughs> black holes and, you know, apocalypse. I double check that the door is locked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. feel for it in the dark, and I sit tight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, it's uh, the same man, and he has—he's just announcing the, <laughs> the new power failure. <laughs> oh, the cast, as far cast as everyone light, else is we, concerned. Uh, light a couple of prawn crackers and fire and hold yes. them up. <laughs> <laughs> <I knew> it. <laughs> I've been told that you can pull them together into a rudimentary shelter if required. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to spend the night there. The ultimate survival yeah. tool. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably quite in good insulation, like against the cold. You can stuff your clothes with them. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's like it's flour, oil, and air. All of those things are excellent insulators of heat. And flammable, no doubt. Wait, so, yeah. they're not yeah. prawns and prawn crackers. <gasps> I mean, yeah, there's there's also prawn, but not very much. Gas. Because prawn is a lot well, more expensive that, than air no. by by weight. <laughs> really? Hmm. <laughs> After a while, it starts again. But at this point, you're feeling quite uh, concerned, especially, especially you, uh, Sophian. Uh, but yeah, you managed to arrive at the university uh, exactly at eight when the lectures meant to start. The University of Peking sits to the northeast of the Forbidden City first established in 1898 as the Imperial University of Peking. By the 1920s, it is at the leading edge of teaching and research in China. Tonight's lecture will be held on one of the campus's many examination halls. You arrive outside the university building and you see that a couple of helpful students are still standing outside the building, with a table in front of them collecting tickets. Uh, You, Sofian, have a special special ticket, uh, especially for you, uh, as, as the guest lecturer, but you still need to hand them your ticket. Uh, they see you rush to the entrance and intercept you. Tickets, please! They smile, as if they're not aware of the stress you've been under. Yes, here, please. Thank you. I hand over my ticket. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, dig out my invitation. They collect all your tickets, and they let you enter the building. Uh, of course, Sophie and you already know your way around, and possibly uh, others in the group, uh, but regardless, there are temporary signs and helpful students that can point you in the right direction if you're too flustered to find your way. When you arrive at the correct wing of the university following these signs, uh, the pre-lecture drinks in the foyer are already being cleared away by the catering staff, and everyone is already in the lecture hall. Sophian, you find this a particularly nerve-wracking experience. You're ushered into the hall, a repurposed lecture theatre, and you see that Professor Wang is about to begin. Uh, You know Professor Wang as the director of the American School of Archaeology at Yanqing University, and also the man who invited you personally to this lecture. He looks very spry for his age of 52, and he's dressed in western clothes, following the university's dress code. A bulky electric magic lantern projector has been set up 
to project onto a large white screen at the end of the hall. To one side of the screen stands an ornate lectern on a small dais. The rest of the hall is filled with seats. Almost all of them are occupied. <laughs> Professor Wang sees Sofian and with a smile on his face uh, of excitement and relief, he announces, Please put your hands together for Mr. Bazaar's wine, the award-winning photojournalist. Uh, you make your way up uh, to the stage, Sofian, and the house lights dim in anticipation. Everyone, uh, you rush to find seats, but they're all dispersed because it's almost full. Uh, you kind of have to awkwardly squeeze between people and manage to sit down just in time as Sofian wiping a final bit of sweat with his prawn crackers makes it into the stage and starts his talk. Sofian will get up. Um, fiddling with the projector a little, he'll take a few moments to do some sort of self-comforting comforting things, like wiggling his moustache to himself and brushing it a few times before turning around, straightening his jacket and smiling warmly to all of those gathered. Namaste, my esteemed guests and academic colleagues. Please take a seat or find a position comfortable for you. This presentation will outline the journey of discovery that my brother Adam and I took along the greatest landlocked trade route the world has ever known, the Silk Road. The Silk Road was established by the Han Dynasty during the second century BC and once connected China to Persia, Byzantium and Europe for well over a millennia. Riches beyond your wild streams pass from the east to the west. Silk was one of those main trade commodities taken along the road, which is said to be the reason why Baron Ferdinand von Richthofen labelled it the Silk Road in 1877. Although the Silk Road became obsolete during the Age of Exploration, the bones of the route's oasis trade settlements still remain, and a wealth of historical information can be uncovered if you know where to set your focus. Not long into the talk, the bulb in the magic lantern flickers and then bursts with a loud bang. The lecture hall goes completely dark and the crowd murmurs and stares in a scene of polite, refined chaos. We are not having much luck with electricity this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lockhart muses to whoever sat next to her. The moment the magic lamp explodes, each of you get a brief flash of vision. Dr. Eudora Lockhart. You and some others, some you recognize as the people with whom you had dinner tonight and others you can't see as clearly, are watching an Indian holy man, naked but for the white ash coating his skin, stacking bones to make some form of an altar. Janu Michael Lee. You and some others, are sitting on the ground surrounded by flickering firelight. Looking down, you see your hands are covered with blood and dirt. Sophie and Bazaar's wine. You and some others are standing in a museum encircled by odd-looking statues of the Buddha, which are closing in around you. And finally, Timur Stepanovich Raven, 
you and some others are walking across the desert as hordes of rats stream over the surrounding hills towards you. Everyone, uh, roll me a combined listen and Chinese roll. If you're not a native, if you're a native, you can just roll listen if you prefer. Oh goodness. Nope. Oh. I have missed Chinese by one and passed listen, so do I want to spend a luck? Maybe. I, I think I will spend a single point of luck to pass that roll. Okay. Make sure to make a note of it. Done. Uh, Sofian, you don't have Chinese. Uh, Janyu, did you roll listen? I did not succeed. I got a 40. My listen is 20. Excellent. Timo, you're the only one who can hear people in the audience muttering things like, Well, what do you expect? This was the fourth examination hall to be built. I've always said this was an unlucky building. Hmm. I'll, I'll if... lean across to somebody, um, because I do have Chinese, obviously, 35, and I'll say mm -hmm. uh, in Chinese, I, I thought this was exam hall number five. No, uh, that's that's... The reason they have numbered it five, because four is an unlucky number. They're pretending this is a number four, but actually it is just as unlucky just because they've decided to name it number five. No, that that, that doesn't make it go away. Oh, uh, I see. I'll sort of nod and not entirely understand, I imagine. <laughs> Professor Wang appears on the stage and... Uh, apologizes for the <laughs> in the darkness he kind of like tries to get up on the stage as carefully as possible and apologizes for the technical difficulties um, I invite anyone uh, who can help us uh, fix this issue uh, to, to come and look at the electrical panel or the projector uh, uh, but we have called the university electrician and he will hopefully be here very soon, and the lecture can proceed. Please uh, be patient with us. Uh, we will get this sorted uh, in no time, I promise. And he leaves again. And this is an invitation for anyone with any electrical or mechanical repair, if they want, to try and work the projector or the electrical power. Uh I don't know if anyone else has any. I've got, I've got a 20 in mechanical repair. I've just got base of 10... Ace as Anyone well. else? Yeah, I got nothing. Can you nothing? Okay. Go on, yeah. give it a go. One fifth odds. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Lockhart is undaunted by her experiences so far. <laughs> Gunman and, and poison notwithstanding, she's going to give it her all. So she stands up carefully in the darkness, uh, hands out, lightly brushing, tenderly brushing the faces of the people sat around her. And she just <laughs> apologizes profusely as she sort of awkwardly shuffles her way along the row. Um, and up to the stage, um, and, uh, hello, yes, uh, do I know Professor Wang? Ah, uh, yeah, he's, like... It's like your boss, yeah, isn't he? Academic. Yeah. Is he my boss? Because I'm at Yangqing University at the yeah, American... Yeah. He works at Yangqing, yeah, he's the yeah, director he's, he's... of the American School of Archaeology. Oh god, he's literally my boss, okay, boss. like, right. <sighs> Professor Wang, what an evening I've had, and what an evening we're having here. Anyway, that's besides the point, let me have a look at this box. He's, and, uh... like... He nods and then he remembers that you can't see him. So he's like, yes, please. Thank, thank you very much. 
Okay. Give us a mechanical repair roll to see if you even understand what's going on here. <laughs> now, I can't say I've seen one of these before, but I have repaired a truck or two in my time. And that is a 27, and I don't want to spend seven <laughs> luck points fixing this slightly quicker than the guy they've got coming. So I'm going to apologize. You're very close. You feel like you're doing the right thing, but when you connect the things, nothing happens. It's just, it's, it's this bit here. Do you see what well, you don't see? But if you could just feel the, do you see what I mean? If you, maybe if you, <laughs> I sort of like try and pantomime them through helping me connect a thing to another thing. And then what if you twist that bit over there and it's all very important. I'll lean over to the person I was speaking to earlier and say, I have no idea who this woman is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trying, Dr. Lockhart. Uh, I'm sure we'll, yes. we'll, we'll get this fixed very soon. We appreciate it, Dr. Lockhart. <laughs> Uh, not to worry, not to worry. And uh, Eudora is thinking about how difficult it's going to be to get off the stage and back into her seat in pitch black. So she's just going to kind of shuffle into the wings. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now. Yeah, after a few minutes, uh, the electrician arrives. And uh, then after a little while longer, uh, the lights come back up. People's murmurs get louder. Uh, and those who have gotten up move around trying to get back to their seats. Uh, Professor Wang returns to address the audience. Seems like our excellent university technician, Mr. Peng, has saved the day. It was some sort of faulty component in the projector. All is fixed now. If everyone can go back to their seats, we can resume with the lecture. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, if any of you kind of look around the audience to find your... Uh, Dinner companions, you can see that they all, including Sofian, look kind of bewildered, unlike other people in the audience that look mildly annoyed or are chatting unconcerned. And uh, mm. Sofian gets to continue his lecture. So Sofian begins operating the slide projector once more, and he looks on and narrates proudly as shots of barren deserts, timeless ruins, and his late brother Adam flick by with each passing slide. In spite of it being labelled as a singular road, the Silk Road is actually made up of three main routes which split from the oasis town of Tan Huang. The northern route passes through the Jade Gate and into the Taklamakan Desert, an inhospitable route which saw less use than the other two, but one my brother and I chose to trek. The desert route travels northward into Mongolia and was a path taken by many Russian refugees after the uprising against the Soviets. The southern route heads through the Sun Gate and along the mystical Kunlun Mountains via Khotan and Yarkland before meeting back up with the northern route at Kashgar. The route through Yarkland held a special place for myself and my brother as it splits and forms an important trade route which leads into India and the Karakoram Mountains, which is the path that myself and Adam took on our journey. The western route forks out to the trade cities of Balkh, Samarkand and Bukhara and then onward to the Mediterranean Sea and the world beyond. Although the different routes of the Silk Road are fascinating, it is the location that those roads converge that drew our curiosity the most. The aforementioned oasis town of Tan Huang presented unique opportunities for myself and my brother. 
as both photojournalists and lovers of ancient history, we were delighted to overlook the archaeological work of one Sergei Oldenburg as he carried on the excavation of the Cave of 1000 Buddhas, a location rich in ancient Buddhist history that was originally excavated in 1907 by Sir Mark Oral Stein. At this point, one section of the audience erupts in noisy jeers. Uh, everyone feel free to roll me a Chinese roll uh, to understand what they're screaming about. You don't need a listen roll this time because they're being quite loud about it. Do I need to roll as a native? I, uh, presumably not. Presumably not. Yeah, no. I failed miserably anyway. Yeah, I fumbled mine. Okay. Uh, I trip and fall out of the For ways. everyone who doesn't understand, the underlying anger of the outburst is clear. Uh, for you, Jianyu, uh, you understand that the students are clearly incensed by the wholesale pillaging of the Tarim Basin's ancient sites by Westerners. Mm-hmm. And uh, theft is one of the nicer words used. Sure. Um, Professor Wang, at this point, has returned to the stage. Uh, and addresses the audience in Chinese. Please do not embarrass the faculty like this in front of such an honored guest. Then he turns to you, Sophian, and says in English, uh, Please continue, Mr. Bazaar's wine. I, I do apologize for their disrespect. He glances yeah. at the students again and then promptly leaves the stage again as you try yeah, to get a word okay. in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, so, uh, allowing you to continue with your lecture. Sophian takes a few deep breaths and uh, wiggles his moustache to himself a few times and continues. It was an electric feeling standing in the library cave where over 40,000 Buddhist scrolls and manuscripts were uncovered, these stacks of which reach over 10 foot in a height and only left enough space in the large room for two people to stand abreast. Most of the manuscripts of significance were purchased and taken to the Museum of London, though in spite of that, there still remains countless pieces of archaeological significance to be uncovered in this awe-inspiring ancient place. It is my belief that Professor Warner is currently there to study the cave's resplendent Buddhist murals. What wonders lie in those halls, it is soon for us to discover, I hope. And that brings an end to the evening. I do thank you all for joining me. You've been a delight. And he'll sort of take a low bow and then step back into the darkness a little. There's a a light applause coming from the audience. Uh, and then people get up to... Uh, Some of the students you saw taking your tickets early on uh, enter the room and guide you back into the building's foyer uh, where fresh drinks and canapes uh, have been laid out. Do I see um, the dinner companions? Yeah, you you all see each other uh, again, kind of still looking disoriented and bewildered. Uh, Professor Wang finds all of you as you've gathered together. Um, oh, congratulations, uh, Mr. Mr. Bazaar's wine. That was excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you all for coming to this lecture. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Yes, a uh, fascinating uh, speech. Uh, 
thank you, Mr. Bazazwine. I would love to hear more about your adventures. Uh, if you have time to speak, of course. Of course. Uh, I have no other plans in Peking as of now. Oh, so wonderful. Scholars like yourself, yourselves meeting up, exchanging ideas. It's just wonderful. That's why I invite people to these lectures, to bring people together, exchange ideas. That's how, that's how society improves and develops. It's just a wonderful to behold. Uh, how about you, uh, Dr. Lockhart? Did you enjoy uh, Mr. Laban? Oh, it was a delight. Oh, truly, truly fascinating. I, honestly, I can't express my envy. Uh, I used to work with Professor Warner, you know, and I just... Oh, goodness, what I wouldn't give to be... You know, I, I'm very grateful for my position. You know, I love it. Some of those students, truly bright, but... <laughs> oh, sometimes I just, you know, I itch to get out of those uh, admittedly very nice uh, halls and back into the field again. And what I wouldn't give to be exploring the Valley of the Thousand Buddhas. Anyone with uh, psychology of over 50 and anyone who is not Dr. Lockhart uh, notices that... <laughs> Professor Wang's expression has become a bit grim and serious after hearing Dr. Lockhart speak. It must be the way I tell him. <laughs> I, uh... Are you okay, friend? Oh, just super concerned. I do, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Ain't nobody getting away with We're lying just... to us. So uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Eudora's sat on a psychology of base. So that's, <laughs> Not a people that's person. Ten. She has no idea. She's just, Eudora just continues talking. She doesn't World care. of her own. Just imagine her lectures. She must just go. <laughs> no one's left in the room by the end. Yeah, but probably she just starts with no one in the room. <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah. Friends, uh, Professor Wang's tone changes, and he says in a quiet but clear voice, uh, now that you mention uh, uh, Mr. Warner, uh, I have received uh, a rather perplexing missive from Langdon Warner. He was, as you know, my predecessor at the American School of Archaeology. Uh, uh, let me show you. He pulls out a telegram from his pockets, and hands it to you, Janu. Uh, Reader's handout number four. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is a uh, there is a telegram here that begins with to Wang and Lai, Yinchang University. Wang, need urgent help. Stop. Send people immediately. Stop. Don't care who. Stop. Just get them to Tun Huang. Stop. Emergency. Stop. Warner. Professor Wang looks uh, at all of you with clear concern. H how does it sound to you? I'm, I'm very worried. It, it sounds so desperate, as if, as if something terrible has happened. I do hope there hasn't been an accident within the oh. uh, the caves. Oh God. Oh my goodness. Wait, you think he could have? It would have mentioned if there was some, but gosh, it does sound very urgent. It does. It really does. Uh, Eudora's eyes 
start glimmering. <laughs> <laughs> and she leans into Professor Wang and is like, um, Professor Wang, is, is the university considering uh, funding a second expedition? I mean, this seems very... You know, you know, urgent. With a psychology of 75, Professor Wang <laughs> gives you a side eye. <laughs> As he's done many times before, but you, do, you pay no attention. I just blink all the time. <laughs> he says, um, well, this seems very concerning to me. And in fact, yes, I've been thinking about this. And that's the reason I invited all of you personally to this lecture. Would you oh. please do me the great honor of aiding him? I, I'm aware you all have unique skills that could be invaluable in such an operation, and I would be so greatly indebted to you if you agreed. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. It just so concerning. I imagine Eudora uh, is. Oh, sorry, go on. No, sorry. No, no, please, Timur, go sorry, ahead. Please. I just picture that as you speak, Eudora behind you is just like inflating with glee. <laughs> So I imagine like Timor, a puffer fish. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Timor looks a little bit sort of um a little bit disappointed actually, like a little bit crestfallen. Because I think he was probably dead chuffed to have been invited to the lecture, like he'd been recognised as an academic colleague by the Aww. head of the archaeology department, and now he's like, Alright, oh, they need that bloke that used to be a soldier to keep the crazy archaeologist lady alive. And so, <laughs> so he probably sad. looks a little bit sad, but he will say, uh uh, I would be glad uh, to assist, of course, anything to help the university. And uh, this person here is a colleague of yours, Professor Wang? Well, yes, he, he used to run the place. Professor Wang stepped in when he, lucky sod, went back off into the field to make all these grand discoveries. I've been talking to the funding committee. Well, anyway, it's not important. The point is, they can't deny us now. Ah, wonderful. Okay, I, I mean, not wonderful, obviously. Poor chat's probably in trouble, but, um... But we'll go, won't we? I mean, you know, we can't pass up an opportunity like this. Mr. Bass's wife? This, this is a lot. Um, <laughs> I have been craving to see the holes once more, but... I, I... You did say you had no further plans in Peking? You are correct. And I do so want another expedition. <sighs> I'm sure I could line it up. Smash it. <laughs> and you, Mr. Lee, I'm sure you have some, some uh, expertise to bring to the table. It's a, it's a size of uh, tremendous religious significance, obviously. Uh, Dan, you will sort of half bow and say, uh, I do not know how much help I will be, but as a man of faith, uh, I am obliged to offer my services to those in need. I will, of course, accompany you. Oh, thank you so much. It, it is such a relief. To hear you all say yes, uh, well, uh, I can't really talk much longer tonight, uh, but please meet me at my office tomorrow afternoon uh, to discuss your imminent departure. Uh, there's no time to waste. Uh, I'll do my utmost to make all the necessary arrangements for you to travel to Xi'an. I do owe you, after all. Uh, but please do prepare your own equipment and any personal effects you might require in the meantime. Uh, Thank you. Thank you again so much. I I, I have to head off now to, to prepare. Goodness, what a thing, eh? It's it's not every day one turns up for a talk and is invited to uh, 
to forge an expedition right to the location that was being spoken about, I just... Gosh, what an evening! I... It's an odd thing to say, but, um, you know, I've, I haven't been around one of those lantern projectors before, and when it when it fritzed out like that, I, I thought I'd, I saw some, some quite strange things for a moment, almost like a, like a waking dream, and, and now this is like a dream, and... Well, I'm just... Right. I'm very excited, that's all there I is to it. I also experienced something. Uh, as a man of faith, really? I believe visions are given to us for certain reasons. I'm sure Michael can attest to that. Mr. Lee, sorry. What? It was a man of faith I saw. I, I saw uh, one of those uh, Indian holy men, a, a sadhu, I think, covered in ashes, arranging bones uh, on an altar. I couldn't, couldn't place the man. I don't think I've ever seen him, but saw him, but plain as I'm seeing you now. Very strange. I saw the four of us, actually, within a museum of some kind, surrounded by strange Buddhas, and they were all slowly closing in around us. I think we are on some kind of destined path together, friends. Goodness. That's eerie. Eerie indeed, Dr. Lockhart. Uh, I myself saw a vision of us sitting on the ground uh, before a flickering fire, hands covered in blood and dirt. I am unsure what this means, but I agree with you that we seem to have been fated to meet and to journey together. So I think Timur will sort of knit his eyebrows together and uh, and look a bit sort of a bit confused by the conversation, but very explicitly not say anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Stoic Russian man is not admitting to anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you all are return. No, going to uh, Yanqing University uh, tomorrow afternoon to meet Professor Wang for the arrangements. Uh, but would you like to kind of, uh, now before you leave the, you know, the foyer here, uh, would you like to maybe arrange where you're meeting again or decide what you're doing the next morning? Options include uh, sightseeing, picking up supplies, uh, or just meeting to discuss your trip, what happened and everything else. I think Eudora, um, her first port of call would be supplies and stuff. I think she's got a whole mental checklist of like, when I finally get to go on my next expedition, here's all the stuff I'm going to bring. Um, so yeah, she's probably going to, I don't know, does the university, I guess they just like release funds and then you just supply your own. They don't have like a big shed somewhere full of, I don't know how universities, I work at a university. You don't, I don't have, have any university money at the moment. Okay, but we will. Are they not funding supplies and stuff? Are we expected to just go out of our own pocket? Okay, well that's what I spend my morning doing. I I will be kicking in the door of the like the bursar's office and demanding that the funding committee put through a uh, fast track application. <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. That and talking to Charles because uh, it's very short notice and I am leaving town for an unspecified period. And uh, yes, I love you, See darling, you but duty years. calls and you know the road to adventure. So. You understand it, you anyway, bye-bye. <laughs> Sophian would actually um, pull Timor aside and sort of politely ask him, I don't want to assume anything, my friend, but did you come through the Silk Road to get here? I did, yes. The North Road, as you described. You would have knowledge of the Taklamakan Desert then. I uh, 
I survived in that desert for as long as it took. Yes. Yeah, Sofian will just sort of speak to Timord about the different supplies and things they'll need because he's tracked through the Taklamakan Desert as well. So um, he'll just try and create like a checklist with him of the kind of supplies they'd need to go on this endeavour. Yeah, and Timor will, will chip in as well as he can and, and essentially say, I wish I'd had that sort of stuff when I was going through the first time. Um, it wasn't a nice trip. I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Well, what does not kill you makes you stronger, that is the uh, saying, yes? Sophian smiles through his moustache. <laughs> It will be nice, perhaps, to uh, see some of the uh, architecture and the artworks this time. I've heard a little bit of your work, my friend. I think this uh, expedition will be a good thing for your uh, academic future. Let us hope so. Do you guys want to meet us um, at the university, since I assume Timur is going to be there as well? Yeah, University, that is. I mean, Timor will say that he wants, he needs some time in the morning to tie up some personal affairs, um, and he won't be drawn any further on that. Um, mm-hmm. But that he'll be happy to meet, you know, sort of 10, 11 ish, um, somewhere on the university grounds. Maybe, you know, maybe in the lecture theatre that we normally gather in or whatever room we teach in. Sounds sensible. Nice. Yeah. What about Mr. Lee? Uh, Mr. Lee will pick up a few, uh, or express his intention to pick up a few supplies and a few personal effects, and then, uh, yes, he will also meet you on the university. No sightseeing. That works for me. (laughs) And uh, maybe that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Uh, You all all have a peaceful trip back to your lodgings. And then in the morning, you go about your business before making your way to Professor Wang's office at Yancheng University. Clutching a check from the bursar's office. (laughs) No. (laughs) The bursar's office tells you to talk to Professor Wang personally about any funding. Oh, I will. (laughs) And uh, there you have it. We have session one. Woo. We have a hook. Congratulations, nice. We do. Yeah. Adventure calls. <laughs> so, that was the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Howl, Seb, and of course, our amazing sound editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you want to gain access to some special bonus Stars Are Right content and help the podcast grow, please consider supporting us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right. And as always, you can find links to our social media on our website www.starsareright.com, where you can also find links to our Discord community. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. <laughs>